preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, simply live the supernatural life. That's what every Christian is supposed to do. Learn how through our program with Teresa Lust Ministries. Well, hello again, my beautiful friends, Teresa Lusk here. We are bringing you the Freedom series through my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. You know, we encourage you to get a copy of my book wherever books are sold online and get equipped. You know, I'm going through these um, different chapters and just feeding you some nuggets out of each chapter but to get the full experience you will definitely want to get a copy of my book unapologetically free deliverance and freedom through the spirit-filled life and I can't wait to hear your testimonies and to tell us how your life has changed because of this did you receive deliverance sometimes just listening to things that uh, have to do with Freedom and deliverance can get you set free, my friends. Don't think that it has to be so methodical uh, for something to work. It doesn't have to be steps one through five for something to work. I know that there are a lot of deliverance trainings out there that do teach very specific things and they require from the recipient so many things before they'll receive deliverance. One of the things I can tell you for a fact is that that's not what the Bible teaches. While those things do work because the Lord will honor that person's faith and that person's method because they're not unbiblical, they are extra biblical, meaning that they're not in the Bible, but they have worked the works and they've worked. I know that sounds kind of repetitive, but it's exactly what is. And so these things really do work, but always remember, and I've told this to people whenever they start trying to get into deliverance ministry, I say to them, stick with the most basic, undefiled way to do ministry regarding deliverance ministry. Because if you put your heart and faith into the 20 steps to deliverance and you have to confess these things and you have to do this this way, and then you will miss out because you'll always keep yourself under those laws basically that you created in the spirit and it's hard to break them. It's it, You can break them, but you'll have to uh, go through some purging and some uh, renewal of your mind and uh, giving yourself permission to walk away from those things that you learned to give to those restrictions that you learned to impose on yourself. And so just know that um, that the easiest way to do it is the way Jesus did it. And so I talk about that in my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. But today we're talking about, does everyone stay free? Once you've cast out demons, does everyone stay free? You know, I wish I could say yes, but the answer is no. The answer is no. Proverbs 26, 11 says, like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. You know, there are people who have been set free from so many things, from very uh, extreme situations and, and bondage, but they will return to their vomit. Why? Why doesn't everybody stay free? Well, there's, there are a diff, uh, different reasons, my friend. Uh, one of the things that I can tell you is um, 
that people do not learn to renew their mind. They don't learn to walk away from those things that got them there to begin with. See, for you to learn how to think differently, perceive differently, interpret differently, and desire differently, the Bible, the Word of God is necessary. Uh, so many times we hear that, oh, these preachers, they just, all they say is read the Word, read the Word, read the Word. We say it to you because we've read the Word, uh, taken of the Word, been set free by the Word, uh, been equipped by the Word, and so we know the power of the Word. We know that the Bible is, is, is called a book that is alive. To be honest, it's Jesus himself, the Bible. And so when you learn to take in the word, it begins to shift your thinking if, watch this, because here's another reason why people don't get set free. If your hardened heart doesn't beat you. That hardened heart comes from pride. Pride comes from having been beat down. Uh, usually one of the, the most notable, some of the most notable things I have seen with pride is that it starts with oftentimes with an abusive type of situation that, um, you know, people live it out. Uh, maybe when they're growing up, they grew up with abusive parents that were, or, or somebody, a caretaker that was verbally abusive, that was, um, you know, just um, unloving and maybe they insulted them a lot. Maybe they made them feel like they weren't important or valuable. And so that's one of the greatest uh, things that I've noticed regarding a hardened heart and pride. Um, a lot of times it's just, you know, being, being raised and thinking that you're greater and more important than other things and what you value as important you learn to value it as more important than anybody else's voice or uh, opinion and so when we get to the point where it's time for us to put ourselves down like our lives down where we're not the most important thing that ever happened to this earth where we're like okay you know what I'm in a season of Jesus I'm, I'm gonna start walking things out with Jesus I'm gonna be a different person I see that people who love Jesus are different they're loving, uh, they're compassionate, they're forgiving. That is where you learn to start laying your life down. But some of you were so wounded from your past and upbringing, and it doesn't even have to be that, by the way. You can actually invite the Holy Spirit to come and do a search in your heart and reveal to you and say, Holy Spirit, show me why. Show me why I have a hard time humbling myself and saying, okay, I'm not in charge, you are, and just saying, okay, I'm gonna put my pride down and quit believing that I'm greater and better than everybody and he'll he'll lovingly but for sure inspect it and he'll show you the fruit of who you are and why and so that's very important so a lot of times people don't stay free because they want the benefits of being set free but they don't want to have to take in the seed that produces the harvest of freedom which is the Word of God, which is correction, which is teaching, which is being uh, changing your, your, the group of people you hang out with, the habits you have from things you listen and watch and partake in, and maybe even conversations that you take in. So there are so many things that, uh, that, that could um, contribute to it, but it's usually just boiled down to, is my heart hardened? 
am I reading my Bible? Um, and uh, am I changing what I usually do? So you're right, not everybody uh, gets, gets and stays free. And my friends, one of the things I can tell you is that not being willing to humble yourself will actually keep you in the same spot today that you could be in, that you might be in 20 years down the road. I wish I could tell you how many people I know that way, lots of them. So many people still act the same, talk the same, think the same, perceive the same, desire the same, nothing's changed. And that's really heartbreaking because the people experience such a powerful, miraculous healing because getting set free from a demon is a form of healing and yet their lives don't change. How can you experience something so supernatural and not change your life? See, that's not about God. God didn't do that to us. It's about our own hearts and our own minds. And so I encourage you to open up your mouth and begin to say, Lord, where in me do I still have hidden things or unperceived things? Maybe things that I don't even know. Some things are so hidden and they're not hidden on purpose. They're hidden in years and of lies and thoughts and beliefs and uh, experiences that you've experienced from, from, from the day of your childhood, from the day of your birth, really. And so hidden isn't always a sinful thing. Hidden is, always, is often, sometime, often something that is hiding behind a little door that you can't even see because you're blind. A lot of other people around you will see it. Those are the people that talk about you behind your back because you've driven them crazy or because we've driven them crazy, whatever, or because th those people who drive you crazy because of that that there is a hidden thing, whether it's hidden on purpose or hidden without knowing. Well, my friends, you are tuned in with Teresa Lusk Ministries. I'm your host, Teresa Lusk. We're going through our book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. You are listening to Does Everyone Stay Free? Um, that's the name of this particular segment. And we're talking about it through my book. So get you a copy wherever books are sold online. And we encourage you to go to our website, TeresaLusk.com. We would love for you to sign up for our um, newsletter because we will deliver straight to your email some empowering, encouraging words and videos. We'd love to hear from you. Send on your testimonies, info at TeresaLusk.com and follow us on social media. We have several outlets out there that you can find us under Teresa Lusk Ministries. And so we can't wait to connect with you, my friends. Also, if our ministry has been a blessing to you, would you go to our website, TeresaLusk.com and click on the donate button. And we just want to partner with you uh, in agreement with the Lord, whatever amount he has called you to, we receive it from you. We thank you for it. And may he bless you and pour over so that we can continue to do what we do. But we're discussing, does everyone stay free? And uh, we talked about how they don't. And that's very frustrating, my friends. As a minister, you'll see this many times. Um, unfortunately, there are people that I've ministered to for, gosh, I don't know, um, 13, 15 years, however many years, um, 
you know, and they are still in the same place where they were when um, when they first started their faith journey. A lot of people would say, well, are they even saved? Well, the Corinthian people were saved, right? The Corinthian church was saved. If you go back to the book of Corinthians, um, first and second Corinthians, you'll see that they were the most carnal church, full of sensuality. The apostle Paul had to do a lot of correction, yet he treated them as part of the body of Christ. They were the church. They were part of the church. And so absolutely you can be saved and still be very carnal and sensual and not look saved. Uh, but the difference was he brought correction. And we have to be able to submit ourselves to some correction, whether it's by our church leadership, by friends who are walking out their own lives in, in a genuine uh, walk with the Lord. And it, and it really will change. So freedom isn't always something that remains. And so what happens if you got set free from a demon or more and you turn around and you within a few months go back to that what happened here's what I explained already that if you don't renew your mind and, and learn to, to think the way the Bible thinks and figure out who you are in Christ what are your rights in Christ because of Christ the love that the Father has for you the communication that the Holy Spirit wants with you um, and the grace of Jesus which empowers you to get back up you know a lot of times people will maximize the the grace and they'll understand that falling means they'll have to get back up and they're gonna do it with Jesus and they're not gonna sit back and let this defeat them I have personally shared many times that there was something that used to really get me down and that was anger I have a strong temperament. The Lord uses it for His work. I'm strong, I'm determined, I'm tenacious, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, but that strength can also operate as a weakness. And so the enemy got a foothold in so many different seasons of my life with anger. And there was years, uh, years back when, um, when I was, you know, having to be in a certain season of my life. And I thought I would fall apart every day, minute by minute with anger that I would just see rise up in me. I had to learn what it meant to assert the grace of Jesus over that because I failed several times. But every time I would fail, I would say, next time next time that i get angry like this i'm going to bring it down i'm going to pull it down and i'm not going to allow it to take over me and guess what my friends i had to practice that newness of the mind i had to practice that new way of thinking why because i read in the word that i didn't have to be bound to sin to sin i read in the word that jesus was my grace I read in the word that the fruit of the spirit is not anger, but it's love and it's patience. Um, and, and so because I knew those things, because I knew that the fruit of the spirit was patience and love and self-control, especially self-control uh, in, the, in, the, in the moment of anger wanting to rise up, I knew it, so I fought for it because the way I saw it was, oh no, no, no. It's like going to the grocery store and you pay uh, a really nice price for a very valuable item to you. And then they're gonna tell you, well, we're gonna give you part of that, but not everything. Or, or you know, I know you paid for it, but you're not gonna have access to it. Well, you feel like you've been ribbed off. Excuse me, I paid for that. So you will 
most of you will fight to have what you paid for. Well, I was fighting to have what Jesus paid for because I knew he had paid for that freedom for me. And no matter how real the anger felt. And see, here's the thing about that, that some of those devils will make you feel like whatever issue is going on at that moment, they will enlarge and maximize how that feels so that it can feel so real to you. So that it can feel like it's so real, it's part of you, and you'll not be able to be set free from it. Imagine that. Imagine that, my friends. That's what I'm warning you about. But I knew the truth. I felt one thing. I did another. And, and that's where I had to fight for what was mine. Eventually, I'll be honest, I got set free. I am not... Uh, you know a gentle little quiet person and so uh, to this day I do have to manage my emotions I do have to manage my temperament and keep it down and you know um, when you look back at Moses I tell people sometimes I can be a Moses because I'm quick to rise up Moses was an amazing man but he also had a temperament he was quick, that deliverer part of him would rise up in him so quickly. Well, that's me, but sometimes when it rises up in the natural, instead of for kingdom purposes, it comes out very carnal. And so my friends, staying free means I fight for it and I put up walls and boundaries to, 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 to safeguard it. Because that freedom was paid for with a price, and so we have to make the best of it. I really believe that we have to make the best of it and so I encourage you that if that's you you understand that while not everyone stays free um, you you do have ways to to get back to your freedom so let's say that somebody you've been working with or maybe you have you're the one who's dealing with this and you you got deliverance but you went back to it again can your can you be set free again can you have these demons cast out again yes yes you can one way to get free again without going through all that is confession you start off with confession and truly just saying father i'm so sorry i really did fail you i really did go back to what you delivered me from but i i confess that sin and i choose to remove myself from that sin. What if you chose to say with your mouth, which this is a very powerful statement. What if you choose to just say, Satan, I will never serve you again. I will never serve you again. What if you said that? Try it. Have your clients try it. Your, 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 those who you're ministering to, if you're, if you're in pastoral counseling or even counseling, you can use that. You can use the, the, the verbiage I'm using. Um, what if it's just some, someone you're discipling? Have them confess that. Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. And by the way, Satan, you're now having a different conversation. I will never serve you. I remove my territory from you. Or vice versa, I remove you from my territory. So there's ways, my friends, to proclaim your freedom back 
get it back and start walking it out, but it will have to be intentional. You'll have to put up the safeguards for it. Here's how you do that as well. So many people are taught in churches that you're just a dirty little sinner. You're a wretched man, you're a sinner, wretched woman. Who are you? You'll never amount to anything. You worm, you, you worm. And I know that a lot of people, if they hear this, they may say, well, yeah, you know, we weren't worthy of the salvation. We didn't deserve that. And my answer would be, you're right. We didn't deserve it. Um, nobody has earned it and, and, and we didn't deserve it. However, I'm careful with how much I beat myself down because now I'm bought with a price. So if, if I'm bought with a price and the Lord Jesus Christ paid such a great price to redeem me so that he, his spirit can live in my flesh, I can't keep running around calling myself a worm, a no-gooder, a nothing on this earth, and then turn around and say that Jesus paid a price for me. I know that some people will struggle with this because they're not used to hearing that, but if you don't understand that you don't have to keep calling yourself a sinner, do you sin? Yes. But if you run around identifying as a sinner, it's so much easier for you to keep acting like that. The Apostle Paul, you know, um, makes it clear that the resurrected power of Christ is living on the inside of us and therefore we have an ability to live free from the power of sin and death. But all we hear is you sinner, you wretched man, you worm, you no gooder, and that's what you learn to do. So every time you sin and you fall into it, all you can think of is those phrases that you believe that you are and it makes it hard for you to get set free. See, I knew that grace was on my side. I didn't always know it, by the way. I didn't always believe it. I didn't always walk it out. But when I started to learn what it was and what it really meant, then I started to operate in it. Then I started to change my mind. Oh, okay. Well, grace is for me to be free and I'm going to fight for it. If grace is mine, then I have to be set free from this thing. Not only do I hate this thing, it dishonors my father and in heaven, but I have the right to be set free from it. And I want a better life. If I truly belong to Jesus, I should look different. I knew that from the inside very, very intimately that I was supposed to look different from the inside and the outside because of my father in heaven and Jesus and his price that he paid. And so I fought for it. My friends, you are tuned in with Teresa Lusk Ministries. We are talking about freedom and deliverance through my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. We encourage you to go to our website, TeresaLusk.com. Through this freedom segment, today we're actually talking about does everyone stay free from demonization after they've been set free? And I'm talking about the power of the resurrected Christ that lives on the inside of you. That if we don't understand that between reading the Bible and hearing what it says and understanding that you have a right to not have to be under sin's bondage, that if you don't understand that, you'll not fight to stay free. 
and it'll be hard for you because you'll live under a law type of mentality the law meaning did I did I break you know all ten of the Ten Commandments or nine of them or eight of them and if I did well then I'm guilty of all of them and as long as I can't do one right well I can't do them all and I mean and so then you get into this even this um, thing that's not even so evident that still operates in the spirit of the law when grace is actually to help you be fully set free and it gives you the right to look at things and go this is of God and I get to have it I get to be free I don't have to be in bondage to that you know my friends some people will experience deliverance and decide that they prefer to live on the other side of things a lot of times uh, not seeing people stay free will break your heart it'll break your heart it'll make you say Lord why what did I do wrong did I do everything I knew to do um, did they not get taught the word did I uh, did I not teach them accurately <clears throat> it'll be easy for you to look within and blame yourself uh, when people fail that you have ministered to but I'm just gonna say that if you did things in love you did them consistently you taught them the word then stick with it, what you've done and just let the Lord do his work the Lord loves them more than you could ever love them and so their freedom is going to be at the end of the day between them and the Lord if they got to a point where they were free once and then they wanted to truly get free again the Lord is not gonna let that request land on deaf ears my friends that's not how our God is he's not going to keep his freedom from those who cry out for it from those who desire it and so don't let this moment or this situation bring you down and just ask the Lord to send the right people into their lives well my friends you have been tuned in with Teresa Lusk Ministries and we are so thankful for you we're thankful for the listeners we thank you uh, for just tuning in and equipping yourself. We want to invite you to go to our YouTube page where you can find more social media um, um, connections um, as far as where we put our content. You can listen to old, uh, older broadcasts. You can watch uh, television programs. We just want to get content into your ears and into your spirit that you might grow that you might develop into who God wants you to be. Keep reaching, my friends. This is a time that really uh, we need to take equipping very seriously. I promise you that with a genuine heart's cry to the Lord and asking Him to maximize your teaching, to maximize your desire for Him, for His kingdom, for equipping other people, I promise that when you pray like that he will answer so when you humble yourself and say God I need you I need training I need teaching I need a mind shift I need a heart shift he will do it because he's faithful the deliverance ministry ministry my friends is full of it, it needs to be filled with compassion people's bondage ought to lead you to feel a heartbreak for their situation that sometimes they cannot see. And it'll lead you to a place to pray for those who are broken. But if you enter into 
freedom ministry, deliverance ministry, just for the power encounter, you'll find yourself in trouble. You'll find yourself lacking the compassion that helps people come to healing. Yes, you can cast out a demon, but at the end of the day, my friends, sometimes people need to be set free from a demon and loved mightily by the compassion of Jesus. So I encourage you that no matter the people that you have ministered to or those that you will minister to, that no matter what they go through or where, they at, that, where they're at, that you don't uh, harden your heart towards them and their failures because I speak from experience, it will be easy to do. It can be easy to do. But our job is to do our job and the rest is up to the Lord. So I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you that you will increase their ability for compassion. Father, your word told us to put on compassion. So it's a choice first. But God, I pray that even sometimes in the choice, we still feel like we cannot do it without you. 100% of the time, we cannot. So we ask you, Father, to make your compassion so real in the life of those who are hearing, in the life of those who are listening right now, in the life of those who are being trained and raised up for a moment like this. God, I thank you that you'll train them and teach them in your word according to what it says so that they will provide the simplest deliverance form for those who are needing it in this season of their life. We give you praise, glory, and honor, and I thank you, Lord God, for the divine appointments that you are setting up for people to be free. In Jesus' name.